Welcome to the One Stop Shop, a weekly podcast that helps ambitious e-commerce entrepreneurs learn from the best. Brought to you by Convergio. To learn more about managing all of your tools, channels, and strategies from one dashboard, visit Convergio.com. On today's episode, we talked to Tom Schwab on using podcasts as an inbound marketing tool. As an e-commerce business owner, why should you care about podcasts? Today's guests says that podcast marketing is the next gold rush, converting 25 times better than writing blog posts about your business. In this episode, we interview Tom Schwab for Interview Valet to learn how you can generate free traffic and conversions by participating in podcasts within your industry. Hey, Tom, how are you? I am thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah, I, um, I always say that's a, a dangerous question to ask somebody that's 50 years old because it's a long answer. But the, the short answer to it is uh, my first job out of college was running nuclear power plants. So it really taught me as an engineer. Was that, was that serious or is that like you being sarcastic or for real? No, this is for real. Okay, wow. All right. I, I told you <laughs> yeah, no. back story. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, this is this is seriously. So, you know, um, I started running nuclear power plants and it taught me how to think, how to look at the world. And that's that's um, what I've taken forward with me. So I went from there to work for a Fortune 500 company in Western Michigan here, uh, did the did the engineering operations, sales and marketing. And then I had the uh, opportunity to um, sell back my distributorship. And then we had a sideline business to uh, now really take those principles that we learned of, of using content, using the, uh, the Internet to grow an e-commerce business. And uh, we help other people with that. You know, when I was building my business, blogs were the best content. And what we're finding now is that uh, just what we're using here, podcast, podcast interviews uh, convert so much more better than than blogs ever did. So, and I'm the uh, testament here that says that you can work from any place because I I live in Kalamazoo, Michigan. So, uh, the days of that you had to be you know in a major city near your customers are gone. As long as I've got an internet connection, uh, I'm good to go. All right. So you just uh, alluded to this a bit, but a lot of the marketing that businesses will do it starts with this conversation of. Who is the ideal customer? How do we reach the ideal customer? That type of thing. And you happen to focus on podcasting in particular as the method of achieving that. You even were quoted, I think we we have you on record of saying podcasting or podcast marketing is the next gold rush. Can you tell us more about this idea? Yeah, and I, I, I totally agree with this. And I'll stand behind that quote because marketing at heart is starting a conversation with somebody that could be an ideal customer. So, right, that could be, you know, marketing from the stage. Our our great-grandparents did it with walking around with billboard signs, you know, um, TV advertising, radio, all the rest of that marketing, even Facebook advertising is just trying to start a conversation with somebody that could be an ideal customer. And today there's so much noise, right? And everybody talks about how do you break through the noise, and most people's answer is just scream louder. But the problem is, is that everybody's filtering out the noise, right? So now the question is, is not how do you break through the noise, but how do you get in on the conversation? You know, we've got filters to block out spam, to email. Um, you know, I was speaking at an event uh, about a year ago, and there was a guy next to me on the 
plane, he could have been my best customer, but he had earbuds on. He had his headphones on the entire time. You know, there was no way I was going to break through that noise. What I had to do was get in on the conversation that was going on. That's where I think that podcast interviews are so powerful and our data shows this too. But think about it. If you're if you're listening to a podcast right now, you know the power they have, you know how you get to know, like, and trust someone. Uh, and if you could target the right ones, get them to know who you are, what's your story, why you do what you do, um, what you can help them with, who, what kind of people you work with, that's almost like you know a, a 30 or 45-minute uh, conversation that you can have with them one-on-one. And boy, if, if they resonate with that, they come to you ready to engage. And, and the reason I call it the, the gold rush is because people say, well, couldn't you use radio interviews or television interviews the same way? And the principles are the same, but I tell you what, if I, if I call the local radio station or the local television station here and say, you know, I've got great content that I would like to share with your audience, it's going to be their sales department that calls me back. And they're going to say, uh, well, sure, Mr. Schwab, if, um, uh, if you'd like to get interview valet on, if you buy this much advertising, we can get you on at 5 a.m. And if you buy this much, we can get you on at 5 p.m. Whereas podcasting is so much different, right? Uh, it's not a an advertising based uh, thing. It's it's content. So if you've got great content, great stories, there's podcasters that want to feature you. So from that standpoint, it's almost like the the gold rush. If you if you can be there and be the first one to pick up the gold and lay your claim on it, uh, then you're golden. So so how is the conversion rate different uh, for podcasts than let's say something like a blog post. Sure. And really, it's, it's, it goes with what kind of traffic it is, right? So cold traffic always converts less than, than hot traffic. So with a blog, you typically see 1% to 2% from uh, visitor um, to, to actually lead. And what we're seeing with podcast interviews is 25% to 50%. We've even seen some podcasts go north of 75%. And when I first saw that, I thought, man, that's, that's unbelievable. Right, because originally I thought, well, it was just uh, the personality that was doing the interview or that niche. But the more we tested it and refined it and validated it, it's like, no, that's really the kind of traffic uh, and the conversion rates you see. And if you think about it, it's it's sort of right, right? If somebody's heard your story for whatever it is, 15, 30, 45 minutes, if they come to your website, they're not cold traffic. They already know who you are, what you do, how they can help there. Those, that's a hot traffic, and it's engaged. The other thing with that, too, is that it's not cold traffic just coming from a Facebook ad. You've already gotten the, um, the authority, the trust, the introduction from that podcast host, which is somebody that they already um, know, respect, and like. Uh, so with that, you see the conversion rates are much, much higher than you would from just cold traffic. So uh, this is really interesting. You just mentioned that um, you've done testing to validate this. So how how did the testing and validation work? Because I'm curious to see how this would play out for our listeners who are usually e-commerce business owners who might have a little bit of you know resistance to this idea or doubts because they've never really thought previously about podcasts as a viable way of getting leads. Right. And 
And with this, it just sort of goes back to my uh, first answer that I gave you that I started out as an engineer, right? So I was always testing things and um, trying to come up with systems and processes that worked. So I wasn't trying to pull a rabbit out of my hat every time. I was trying to figure out how can we get something that really works? Now, you bring up a very good question. If you're just trying to do uh, one transaction, it's probably not the best thing for it, right? There's there's better better ways to do it. And I've always said it's, it's never been easier to sell something online, to make a transaction, but it's never been harder to, to build a business and build a brand. So I think the difference there is if, you, if you're just trying to do a flash sale um, and sell it as being the lowest price, well, then there's other ways to do it. But if you're really focused on a relationship, a lifetime value, trying to get the customer to know, like, and trust you, not for this transaction, but also the long one, that's where content really works in, right? Because ultimately we buy from people we know, like, and trust. And if there's a brand that you relate to, you'll start going there as opposed to just going for the the, the cheapest one. So just getting that word out there. So with that, it, that's, that's the way we always validated it. So we've done it with um, different niches, different verticals. We really focus on, you know, three verticals. And it's not so much of where, where you are, but where your ideal customer is. And that's business, faith and Christianity, and then health, well, health, nutrition, wellness. So those are the ones that we focus in on. And those are the ones that we've really tested. So with that, you know, we're always, always testing to see which podcasts are doing the best. We can measure the quantitative things like traffic to that, um, conversion rates. Uh, So we're always looking um, with that. And, you know, some of the things we've found in this is that the rules are different for podcast interviews than they would be, say, for a a standard landing page. For a landing page, most people will talk about give them one thing to do, and they either do that or leave. And what we found through our testing is it's better to send them to what we call a welcome page. It's almost like a a custom homepage. So they've got navigation. They can look around. But there's the specific things that are on there. that they talked about in the podcast. So it's almost a a better experience for that. And then the other thing is not just giving them one way to say yes, but giving them three ways to say yes. It's sort of that small yes, medium yes, and the heck yes. So maybe they just want to learn more about, you know, your product, your company. Maybe there's a, a, something that's a sort of a a lead magnet that you could give them. Maybe there's an introductory product that you could put there, but then maybe there's the the bigger product that you talked about on that. So really trying to to get them to engage with you because ultimately uh, you don't want them, just want them to hear you on a podcast, right? That's that's not going to do anything. You want to figure out a way to move them from hearing about you being a passive listener to an active visitor to your site and then an engaged lead and a customer. You just gave three kind of specific things that they can do. Do you find that the listener will typically jump all in? Do they usually need a soft push and then just get the lead magnet? Like, um, what could a uh, an e-commerce shop owner expect if they tried to go this route? If they got on an interview and they had a call to action, should it be small, big? What would you recommend? I, I'd say give them give them three calls to action to meet them where they are because different people are going to be different. Um, places in the the buying cycle. Um, Some people are just, you know, slow buyers. Other ones are, um, they'll buy quickly. So what you don't want to do, and and our testing has shown this, if somebody is, comes, you know, after hearing you with credit card in hand, 
don't slow them down in the sales funnel. Let them buy some, you know, give them, make it easy for them. But then in the same way, if they're not quite at that point, if they're still investigating, then make sure that um, uh, you can give something to help them along. So, for example, um, and the bigger ticket the item is, uh, the more this plays into effect. You know, so maybe the small win could be, you know, um, 10 things to look at while you're um, or, or 10 10 things you need to know about buying whatever this product. So help educate them a little bit more. Maybe a bigger one is, um, hey, we've got a, uh, a free training video that tells you all the things to look at so that you can be a well-informed customer. So all of a sudden, if they're thinking, wow, this person you know, is the expert in this area, they're showing me what to look for, and what you're really presenting them to is, is why you are better than your competition. You can point out the quality issues. A uh, great example of this is, uh, oh, it's called Saddleback Leather. Uh, if you've never checked out that e-commerce company, it's great. The owner of it uh, does a video there. And he talks about um, uh, how to make a cheap saddleback bag and how to how to um, how his competitors make the bag so much cheaper. And he walks you through the entire bag and he, he tells you where they skimp. And, you know, if that's not important to you, then buy from them. But if this is important for you, you want it to last 100 years. Well, this is important. And he goes through the entire thing teaching you what's important in buying, you know, uh, this product. And at the end, you're like not only understand why he's different. But you also understand why you're paying, you know, two hundred or three hundred dollars to buy this product right now. Thoughts. The other thing that I was I was curious about. So you gave us these potentials the shop owners can do um, in order to just be able to gauge customers, listeners, potential customers, prospects, that type of thing on different levels. What about variables? Are there anything, um, any variables that you found like? being on the interview or in these call to actions that the shop owner should be aware of when they're kind of calling out to the the listeners or the potential prospects? Yeah. One of the things that's different in this medium, say, than other things is that this is evergreen content. So we're recording this um, in the summer of 2017. I guarantee you right now, somebody in the winter of 2020 is listening to this podcast interview. So you want to make sure that as you're doing your promotion, uh, you don't say, hey, for the for the 4th of July, we've got this great sale going on because it, it could be, you know, three weeks before the 4th of July when you record it. But by the time you go through the production, the editing, all the rest of that, it could be August before it goes live. And the other thing is that if somebody doesn't listen to it until December and they hear that, then it sounds dated. So you want to make sure that this this content is evergreen. So with that too, that's one of the reasons that you um, you send them to a, like what we call a welcome page. It's a you know that custom homepage, if you will, um, because whatever you talked about on the podcast interview, you want them to see that. Now your homepage is going to change promotions you do things like that. So if all of a sudden they're listening to it six months down the road, your homepage has changed that traffic isn't going to convert. If they come there and find a different experience or surprises, uh, it's, it's not going to convert nearly as well. So that's why sending them to that dedicated page. The other thing, too, that it does is now that you know where that, that traffic is coming from, then you can, um, you can quantify it. You can measure what the attribution was for that sale. 
Yeah, that's a valid point. That's something that we'll do because we'll produce, um, you and I have talked uh, previously before that we'll produce podcasts for different companies and being able to, depending on what the goal is, have it be maybe more generic. So it's a, a landing page that you could use on different shows if it's like more topic based or like a, a something subject based or it could be that specific show base and it could be like the say you're on smart passive income or something you have a, a landing page for your interview on that show and that type of thing um, the other one that i would add to that i've found kind of similar to what you're saying is be careful even what you name stuff because you gotta it's it's funny like you have a name like if i said like like you you mentioned earlier the um say the saddleback the leather leather company if if their company mm-hmm. was like great for leather um and you just happen to verbally say that you got to think through like oh do i need to go to great the number four leather do i need to go to great f-o-r leather like and then kind of the different potentials and so that was another thing that we found um and just doing it too it's like subtle but helpful to uh-huh. have to spell out your your title every single time very much so. And the other thing that that page does for you, and if anybody wants to see, I'll, I'll make a page for this interview so you can see what they look like too. Um, you want to put the picture of the host on it. So um, it's a trust seal. So if you want to see what it looks like, I'll, t- I'll tell you, go to interviewvalet.com forward slash one stop. And the first thing you're going to see on that page is Jeff and Eliana's picture and a picture of uh, the podcast logo. Right, because you've heard me, but you have no idea what I look like, what my website looks like. So that trust seal there, when they go there and they see, you know, the the people they know um, pictured there, and it starts talking about, hey, if you're here, it's because you heard us talking, uh, you know, on this podcast and everything. It's almost like an endorsement or validation, and we tested that, and uh, it dramatically. Uh, impacted the conversion rates on there, uh, both the bounce rates from the page and then also the conversion rates. You know, like for the same way, if, if you were on uh, Smart Passive Income, you know, it would be, you know, whatever the site is, dot com forward slash SPI. And if the first thing you see is Pat Flynn's picture there, uh, you're going to have a much different feeling is if you just go to a generic page. Yeah, I'm always fascinated with that, and that's just the effect of seeing human faces and the trust and uh, um, that it builds to be able to see the people behind the things. And that's that's the thing is I think it's interesting in e-commerce especially is that you know people still buy well some people will buy from uh, from the lowest price out there. But there's a lot of people out there. It's like, well, who's who's behind this? You know, mm-hmm. can I tr- can I trust it? Do I want to work with them? Uh, and if you can personalize that, you know, um, uh, Ezra Firestone talked a lot about doing um, face to camera videos just to build that personal relationship. So any any way you can do that um, is so important. And you know, if it's them hearing your story, why you got into it, why you're different, what's your passion, uh, that relates with people. Right. So, I mean, I think it's easier to imagine or see the benefits of a podcast for personal branding, especially if um, we're dealing with a service, right? Um, If somebody is an expert, for example, and they're trying to build a name for themselves, um, it's easy to see why a podcast and how a podcast could be useful for them. But what about small e-commerce business owners? Because I get the feeling that there is something there's a big benefit from that that they can get, but I'd love for you to explain to us how can they benefit from podcast marketing? Sure. And I think the smaller businesses uh, can actually use this better than the big brands, 
right? So if if somebody from Coca-Cola comes on and starts talking about how they got in the business and their story, it's like, you know, you've probably heard that or, um, you know, it's, it's a nameless, faceless brand. But boy, when you've got somebody that has got a story, it's got a passion, people relate to that and understanding why they're different. And, you know, um, what is it? Facts, facts tell, stories sell. And really, that's what we've got, you know, to go out there and to, to tell our story. And people will either relate it with it or they won't. But boy, those people that w- will relate it, those are going to be your best customers. Those are going to be the people that maybe not as price sensitive, but really have the lifetime value, have that loyalty. Um, uh, one of the clients we work with, uh, Eddie Yoon, wrote a, a book about uh, uh, super consumers. Uh, HBR, our Harvard Business Review actually um, uh, printed it. Uh, But he talks about that, you know, your super consumers are where you're going to get all the profits from. Um, And, you know, he's a a big fan of podcast interviews because he said people get to know to know you, to like you, to trust you, to engage with you. And that's such a great way um, that a small business can get out there and get their name known. Because, you know, if you're trying to compete with a big brand, you know, that David and Goliath, you're not going to be able to outspend them. You're not going to be able to out-optimize them. Uh, but the best thing you can do is, you know, out-hustle them on things that they're not doing. Telling the story, making yourself a face, uh, making yourself something that that your ideal customers can relate to, as opposed to, you know, I'm just I'm just another brand. All right. So, how can a total beginner, somebody that is just hearing this idea for the first time and wants to get involved, find the ideal podcast to participate in? Sure. And there's 400,000 podcasts out there. So the vast, vast majority of them are going to be a total waste of your time. You want to put yourself in your ideal customer, your ideal buyer's um, shoes. So think about what they're listening to. And sometimes you can do a study on this or just, you know, do a survey. Do they listen to podcasts? What podcasts do they listen to? And for some products, it's easier than others. Uh, but even to, to figure out where they are um, is important. And, you know, if it, you could take a best guess if you wanted to start from there. You could ask some of your best customers just in a survey uh, or just ask them one-on-one. Have your who's ever doing customer service calls, um, just ask them in passing, hey, you know, do you ever listen to podcasts? Which, what are your favorite ones? That would be the place to start. Um, and sometimes it's not always the biggest podcasts out there. You know, there's more fish in the ocean, but boy, if you can find a barrel of fish that uh, your ideal fish, that's where you want to go to. Um, Somebody brought up an example to me, pickleball. I had never heard of it, but I guess it's some sport sort of like indoor tennis. Uh, I I don't fully understand it, but there are right now eight podcasts dedicated to pickleball. If you were selling pickleball equipment, I don't know how you would ever market to them, you know, through, through, um, conventional advertising. I guess maybe you could do some Facebook advertising, but I, I don't know that everybody you know puts that in their profile. But boy, if you could get on those podcasts, you know that you know that would be your ideal audience right there. They would be interested in what you were talking about. Um, so that's where I would start with that. And then how about tips for approaching them? Sure. And you guys are probably more experts on this than I am, right? Because you've seen the bad pitches and you've seen the good pitches, the ones that you say yes to and the ones that you say no to. And and if you're listening to this, put yourself in the host position, right? 
you want to have on people that you're interested in, that are interested in talking with, learning from. You're not going to introduce somebody to your friends, your audience, uh, if you don't trust them. So with that, be very, very careful because nobody likes a cold call, right? Um, and a, nobody likes a self-serving cold call. So put yourself in the position of the host. So think about, okay, how could I build this relationship first? How could, first of all, listen to the podcast. Make sure that it's a good podcast for you. You've got something to offer it. Um, then uh, follow them. Uh, retweet some of their stuff. Follow them on social media. Make comments. Leave them a rating and review. I guarantee you, every podcast host out there, um, if you leave them a rating and review, will know who you are. It's important to them. Then after you've done that, then reach out to them and say, hey, I've listened to this episode, these shows. Um, you know, I liked this in particular. Um, I think I've got something that could benefit your audience. Um, and then spell that out. You know, be brief to be to the point. And from that standpoint, um, that's how you get on your first podcast. And uh, there's there's other you know tips and ideas. And in fact, if you go back to that same page, that uh, interviewvalet.com forward slash um, one stop, I'll put there's an infographic there that talks about the six ways, the six secrets to get on your first podcast. But once you get on that first one, a great question to ask at the end of it, if the podcast went well, is like thank them. And just say, hey, I'm trying to do more podcasts. Do you know any other podcasters that you think I might be a good fit for? And I tell you what, if you can get two referrals from that, you're golden. And you just keep doing that uh, because podcasters know podcasters. And it's a great way to just to build that. Um, so uh, the first one's always going to be your toughest one. But uh, um, you've got something to share with people. So just go out there and, uh, and share what's, you know, how you can help people. It's very true what you said about the, um, you know, leaving reviews and comments. That's something that we always notice. And by the way, we always appreciate. So if you're listening to this, please do leave us a review um, and a rating. And the other thing I, I, I love about the guests that we've had so far and that we always look for is we want people who don't hoard information. People are really generous and they want to share their best tips and tricks with listeners. And I feel that that's super important, whether you are participating in a podcast or writing a blog post or anything. If you're going to give content to people, you have to give good quality. You have to share something that's useful to people. Yeah, and that's, you know, when you're on a podcast, your goal there is not really to sell you're not you're, you're not there to sell. Nobody likes to listen to an infomercial. Really, your job there is to make the hosts look like geniuses for having you on and introducing you to their audience. If you do that, then you'll get that no like and trust from the host. They'll help promote you. They'll say good things about you. You know, if you go onto a podcast, if you're lucky enough to get on one, and all you do is self promotion. Um, that will probably be one of those podcasts that mysteriously gets lost. You know, oh, I'm sorry, the recording didn't work. And not not every podcaster will admit that, but uh, uh, privately, lots of podcasters will say, oh, yeah, I've had those episodes that I would never share that with that. So uh, just remember that you're there to serve the audience and to serve the podcast hosts. And then by doing so, giving them your best content, you know, showing that you're an expert and that your, your product, uh, your company can help them, uh, that's how you're going to drive your sales. I think that makes for a very good question here. How to 
how do you, once you get an opportunity on a podcast episode, how do you turn these listeners into leads without making it sound like what you said, an infomercial or a hard sale pitch? Sure. And with that, um, it's really the relationship sale, right? And I know some people say, oh, that, you know, um, you don't get, uh, you can't eat a Facebook life like, and that's not what I'm talking about. You know, this is marketing. So if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. But I always look at it as saying, I don't want to push somebody down a sales funnel. You know, they're, they're people, they're not uh, uh, pieces of sand, but I want to help them solve their problem. So if I talk about their problem, how we can solve it, how we can help them, well, it's almost doing them a disservice to say, this is how the next step is with that. So like, even as we were talking here, the idea of if you want to see what a, a welcome page looks like, I, I just told you how to find one. If you want the, the infographic, that's on that page too. Um, giving them all the information possible. And the thing is, is that if people really like that, that's just going to build the trust with them. They go there and then they can buy it. You know, um, Gary Vaynerchuk has that uh, that book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And I must, might have missed a couple jabs in there. But to me, it's the whole idea of serve, 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 ask. And if you do that on a podcast, people will come to your site just asking um, to work with you, asking to buy your product. They're not going to be asking about, you know, what's, what's the cheapest price of the coupon code or whatever. You're going to have already set that value up there. So to me, you've got better traffic with that. So um, don't, don't ruin it by trying to do a hard sale. You know, I'll never talk about price on a, a podcast. Part of that's just because it's a um, evergreen content. So if the price changes, I don't want them to be turned off by that with that. But I will talk about value and some of the things we do and some of the things we offer. And sometimes people will say, well, what if you give out your best stuff and they go to a competitor? I'm like, well, that's fine. I'd, I'd rather they go there now than churn after I put all of this time into them. Um, I, I, I want the best customers there. And the other thing is like, for me, I put my best stuff out there. I mean, everything we do is not magic. Um, it's a system. And I, I wrote a book that I sell on Amazon, but I give it away free on the website. If you want to learn how to do this, you know, you can read the book or if you want, you know, us to help you with it, that's another way to do it. But you think about it, you know, people buy from what they, those people they know, like, and trust. So that should be your goal on a podcast. So if people want to learn more about podcasting in general and specifically about what you're doing, where can they go? Sure. So really, you know, like I said, podcast interview marketing, it's a strategy. It's a it's something that we've done for going on four years now that we've tested it, refined. Um, you can find all the information. Just go over to interviewvalet.com. I'll put that page together, uh, interviewvalet.com forward slash one stop. And that'll have everything that we talk about. There'll be a, a free co- a digital copy of the book, Podcast Guest Profits. There'll be um, that six steps to get on your first uh, uh, podcast interview. Uh, they'll have all my contact information there, um, you know, social media, all the rest of that, all the information there. And it, it's something that you'd like our help with. Uh, we'd definitely be like to talk to you about that also. All right, Tom. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. One Stop Shop is a production of Conversio. Let Conversio's all-in-one dashboard run your marketing so that you have more time to run your business. Get started for free at Conversio.com.
On our next episode, we talk to Ryan B. Miller on the power of SEO. You have to provide content that people want to link to. So you have to spend a good chunk of your time creating great content. Let's just say you spend 20% of your SEO effort on that. You need to spend the other 80% of your SEO effort on outreach. And that's building relationships. It's, it's communication with real people. More on the next episode. One Stop Shop is also made in production with my company, Come Alive Creative. Do you want help creating an original podcast for your company or brand? Check us out at comealivecreative.com. Finally, can you do us a favor? We want to get more ratings on iTunes. Please head on over to conversio.com forward slash iTunes and give us an honest rating. We'd love to hear what you think. See you on the next episode. Conversio, sell more, do less.